Welcome to Answers from the Stairs, an off-the-cuff chat with Chris Vester. On this show, Chris provides insight on all areas of your life, whether it be your business, your relationships, or your health. Chris is a longtime business owner and coach looking to help everyone and anyone find their purpose and beat mediocrity. In his experience, he can teach anyone to reach their true potential. If you're ready to realize your God-given talents, then welcome to the show. So, listen to a couple podcasts in the last few days, and it's mainly talking about the power of thought in your life, both positive and negative. Kind of looking at and examining mindset and, and how, to, how to really change mindsets. And one of the things it talks about is, is you know, what, do you, what are you putting in you? What are you... How are you growing and, and, and giving your thoughts food for growth? And it talks about why that's important. And it's because there's a four to one return when you invest in mental growth that eventually has to manifest itself into some type of a physical thing, whether that's an event, whether it's a, a physical challenge, whether it's something in business or anything that has to manifest itself. If you spend the time mentally, the return, that's four to one. And it talks about in changing of mindsets and looking at the power of thought about when people really decide to make changes in their life. And it says they make a change when they've learned enough that they want to, or they've heard enough that they have to. Or they've been given enough resources that they're able to. And that really struck home because I do spend so much time listening to books and listening to podcasts trying to hear enough, right, that I feel like I have to change whatever it is in my life that I need to be working on. So again, it's developing a mindset. I had a team member ask me, this has been over a year ago, did I really believe that you could change the thought process? And I've examined that on here a couple different times. And I really think it boils down to how much time the person is willing to invest in developing themselves and seeing where they need to make changes and then having a team around them that's willing to help them develop and also that they're willing to help the team members develop themselves. So the power of thoughts, positive and negative. And where are you? I know where I am. I'm still listening and learning and hearing of when and how I need to change things. Um, but where are you investing in that mental challenge, the, the mental work that's got to be done, the thought processes that have to be put into anything that's going to manifest itself? If it's a four to one return, how much simpler would it be if we spent the time? Now, I do believe you have to take action, right? But if we spend the time sharing thoughts developing thoughts, developing ideas, how much better could it be? Feelings. So yesterday I talked a little bit about how the, how powerful thoughts were. And it's, it's kind of coming from a podcast I'm listening to, of course, John Maxwell. That's kind of my, one of my go-tos. And he's talking about personal change, personal growth. And he says the number one thing that stands in the way of changing your thought process or personal development 
is feelings. It's how you feel about something, whether it's a feeling of, I think he says, inadequacy, a feeling of jealousy, um, or a feeling of empowerment that you don't need to change. So the number one thing <laughs> that comes and stands in the way of development and getting better is feelings. And when he talks about the power of thought, like we talked about yesterday, how powerful a thought can be, your thoughts control your feelings. And if your feelings come from your thoughts and you control your thoughts, then of course you can control your feelings. Or at least feelings about certain subjects or about improvement or about where you're trying to go. Because a lot of times, I know for me, it has been how I feel about certain things and how I feel determines how much effort I put in or don't put in when it comes to a given subject or um, a given initiative or given development program or whatever. It's purely based on feelings. So, you know, yesterday I talked about the power of a thought. But, you know, emotions can run high. Emotions can run hot. Um, and emotions can run deep. And, and, and our emotions or our beliefs or feelings about things are based on a lifetime of experience. And being able to control our thoughts <clears throat> and put, put real effort and intentionality into our thought process so that we can move forward and, and develop means that we can, with our thoughts, control our feelings, control how we react to something. Uh, back, you know, everybody's heard the term back up, count to 10, and then restart. And, um, you know, I talk about here very openly about how sometimes I can let my passion about something overrun my mouth sometimes. And that happens a lot. And so it's something that I personally try to work on all the time. And I'm sure if you ask some of my team members, probably not very successfully. So the power of thought was yesterday. The number one hurdle or obstacle to overcoming or growing or moving forward in things is feelings. And if our thoughts control everything about us, our thoughts control our feelings. So today, make an effort to use your thoughts to control your feelings or your reactions. Mastering emotions. So, you know, I talk about transparency on here all the time. What I'm talking about today is probably one of the hardest lessons for me to have been learning and still learning over the course of the last couple of years. It's this idea of when you're in conversations and you're in a leadership position, it's taking the emotional state out of it. It is ridiculously hard for me because I'm an extremely passionate person and that comes through in almost every conversation I have with a team member. Um, even to the point that when I'm discussing struggles that a team member has with me, if I see all this potential in them, it's almost like I'm angry with them because they're not, I don't see that they're living up to their, their God-given gift and potential. Um, so I think sometimes, in fact I know, that I come across as being angry or disappointed or whatever negative emotion you want to plug into that. The leadership team this month, I read a book, I think it was the end of last year, called Leading the Unleadable. And I'm rereading, going through my notes like I, like I do, and one of the things that I came across was this idea, again, been struggling with it for a while, of recognizing emotion. When you're in the heat of a conversation, recognizing emotion. And one of the ways to help other team members with that same thing 
is to ask them simply, what are you trying to gain? What's the ultimate goal? Why are you making that decision? And it's funny because yesterday I had the opportunity, I was having a, a discussion with one of the team members, our leadership team members, who had this particular action that they wanted to do. And I couldn't understand the reasoning for the act. I didn't see, I personally, I mean, I didn't, that doesn't mean there isn't a reason, that there isn't a good result that could come from it. I just couldn't see the bigger picture. So I simply asked those three questions that came from the book. I thought, man, here's a good opportunity to try that lesson and see how it works. And inside of about 10 minutes, the team member said, well, I really don't know where it's coming from. And I think that before we make a big, massive decision like that, then that's one of the things we have to do is take control of the emotion that's involved and ask, okay, what's, what's our most desired outcome? And does this achieve the most desired outcome? And where does that desire come from? Is it just an internal want, need, and drive of emotion? Or is it something that's gonna strategically move our business forward and help us in the long goal achievement? I don't know, it was just kinda, you know, it's kinda neat when you can actually hear something and four hours later, put it into application and actually see it come to, come to, come to work. It was, Kind of a neat thing. So my lesson and my answer today was, so next time you're having a conversation with a team member of yours and it gets to be heated or they're heated about a situation, just simply ask them. So where's all this emotion coming from? What would be your ultimate goal? And where is that ultimate goal coming from? And just see what it does with the conversation. I can tell you yesterday, it was amazing to watch. Maybe I'll let you know the outcome of that eventually if we come to a final decision. <sighs> Disappointment and fear daily. So I've had some questions about from a lot, actually, a lot from inside the group of how do we, how do I handle you know, fear when we're doing something different or disappointment when things go wrong. And it almost seems like sometimes that's on the daily. You know, we come in thinking we have this certain fight to fight today and another groundhog pops up and <laughs> we're we're fighting that fight and the, the plan that we had for the day has got to be postponed and worked on another day. And people say, well, how do you handle that? Well, a couple of different things. You know, I've been in and around the automotive space since I was 17, so 30 years. Seeing my dad operate as an entrepreneur for 30 years, seeing him handle stresses and and knowing when to bob and weave and and, and to make and, and to make adjustments and you know when to how to handle and some to some degree internalize the fear of when we're doing something different and doing something that doesn't that's not the everyday in our space. Um, so some of it's just learned behavior. You know, you you're around it long enough and you begin to think in a way, in a model, what you've seen. You know, the other thing I say is, you know, some of it comes from these walks up and down this, this path, you know, this daily getting the blood flow going first thing in the morning helps my brain function, I think. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's not about keeping your body healthy as much as it is about getting the brain. A little blood flow in the morning, so the thought processes during the day seem to be a little bit clearer. 
And I think about a hundred episodes or so ago, it was a long time ago, I did an, uh, one of these about gratitude and about how waking up and thinking about all the things that are in your life that you've got to be grateful for. You know, if you actually sit down and take the time to make a list, I mean, write a list down of what you have to be grateful for, those disappointments that come along, and they can be massive. You know, we had some some massive things that hit us yesterday that's, that's could have derailed a lot of thought processes. But when you go back and you look at all the things in my life that I've got to be grateful for, that day yesterday is really kind of pales in comparison to that. And the last thing is faith. You know, I, I base most every decision, I wish I could say every decision, but the ones I don't base on faith, usually I end up really screwing up. But I base most every decision on my faith. I, I put a lot of faith in what God's plan for me is. So feeling like as long as I'm working in that purpose, that everything's going to be okay. So yeah, those daily fears, those daily disappointments, man, they can be <laughs> something that makes you sweat in some days. But as long as you rely on your instincts that you've gotten over your time in the business, you've got your blood flowing so your brain's working like it should, you're expressing some gratitude and you think about all the things in your life that you've got to be grateful for, and then faith. Who's in control of your destiny? Yesterday at church, Pastor Core did an incredible sermon about the battle between good and evil for our soul that happens and is all in our mind, the control of our mind. What are we thinking about all the time? And the, he gave so many great examples about how when we're attacked, it always happens through thoughts. You know, we talk about all the time of having a good heart or having a heart for people or having their heart right. When in reality, that all begins with thoughts and our mind. It's the mind, the battleground, I think the, the title of the sermon was called The Battleground of the Mind. And it made me think a lot because I've, I have a really hard time separating the two. I don't think that there's such a thing as faith life, business life, family. I think it's just life. I think everything, I think it's all just the same. So when I hear sermons like that, I automatically begin to think about, okay, well, how does that apply in every single aspect of my life? How, how are my thoughts and how are my, uh, uh, is my thought control? How is it affecting my spiritual life? How is it affecting my business life? How is it affecting my friends? How is it affecting my coworkers? How is it affecting my family? How are my thoughts affecting those people? And one of the most powerful things he said was a thought, sow a thought, and you reap a deed. You sow a deed, and you reap a habit. You sow a habit, and you reap a character. And as you sow character, you reap your destiny. Which is why I titled this one, Who's in Control of Your Destiny? Where you keep your thoughts in the long term determines what our destiny is, fulfilling our ultimate purpose here on earth, reaching our ultimate success, which I think is being completely in God's will. That's my definition of success. 
So when I heard this yesterday, and I got thinking about all the years of my life and, and how there are areas I feel like I have 100% control of thoughts because I spend so much time pushing these thoughts, positive thoughts, thoughts of my faith into my mind. Therefore, hopefully controlling my heart. And then I think about all the times that I've read things and heard things and thought they were in my heart. And the minute I had an opportunity to bring that thought and use it in my heart, the minute I had that opportunity, I failed. Which I think that's just part of being human. That we just can never cease to defend our thoughts. Because our thoughts will ultimately determine our destiny. Thank you for listening to Answers from the Stairs with Chris Vester and for using the insights you gained to find your purpose and strength in anything you do. Tune in next week for another chat with Chris. And don't forget that reaching your true potential is not easy, but it's worth the work to find it and live in it. Until next time.